Welcome to the Amy Williams Show. I'm your host, Amy Williams, and I am so excited that you're here listening to the show today. My hope and my prayer is that you find the strength and the comfort in knowing whatever you may be facing in your life right now, that you are not alone. Here on the Amy Williams Show, I'm all about being transparent in my personal struggles, my successes, and I pray that each episode brings you the motivation to keep moving forward. Let's get to it. Hey, welcome back to the Amy Williams Show. This is episode nine. I'm your host, Amy, and I am so honored and excited that you're here and you're listening. So thank you for being here. Thank you for supporting me. Uh, I am just, um, I'm ready to dive in. That's my thing. Dive in, I guess, is uh, uh, when you, if you ever start a podcast and you record yourself or something that you're doing and you record yourself, you'll realize that you say certain things all the time and you go, oh my word. So yeah. That's, I mean, other than the ums, there's other things. I'm like, oh my goodness, I say that all the time. (laughs) But here we are. So we're on episode nine. I wanted to talk about something that um, is something that I've personally been working on. I am still a work in progress in this area. But, um, and I'm not sure if you've even heard about it or or studied it or talked about it or thought about it. But um, I want to talk about the poverty mindset. So... And I want to kind of intertwine the poverty mindset or the wealth mindset with clutter and not just clutter in your home or in your car, but clutter in your mind as well. So hopefully I can stay on track and not find too many rabbit holes, but you know, Google and Pinterest are like my favorite thing. So I guess if you're new to thinking about, um, mindset, poverty mindset, if you're like, what is the poverty mindset? So Google definition, poverty mindset is a belief system that life is full of scarcity. It is the mindset that things are hard to get, that money is hard to earn, and that there isn't enough out there for us. Refusing to invest in ourselves because we don't want to spend money um, is a form of poverty mindset. So basically, and, and I guess this is just my interpretation or my understanding of it, is when you hear somebody... Uh, we talked about this in power of your words, but this has a lot to do with poverty mindset. When you hear somebody say, oh, I'm broke, or I don't have the money for that, or I can't pay for that right now. Or, um, it's also that idea of you look at somebody else's brand new car and think I could never afford that. So it's kind of like an intermingling I guess, of a couple of different things. So for one, um, if you listen to power of your words, there's a lot to do with that. So I want you to really focus and concentrate on making sure that you're thinking positively. So instead of thinking I could never afford that, think about, is that even a goal of yours? So instead of saying, like, if you're looking at somebody's car, they just got a brand new car and you go, oh my goodness, how do they afford that? I could never afford that. Um, for one, don't compare because you have no idea what financial situation they're in to afford that. And it's quite possible that they can afford it and they're just doing it to make it look like they can. And they're not being very financially um, wise with their choices. So for one, don't compare. And for two, if that is something that is a goal of yours, instead of saying, 
I would never be able to afford that and being all over your own life. Uh, change it. Say, you know what? I really love that car and I really want one. I need that or whatever. Figure out a way to make it happen. And maybe it's, okay, I'm going to put that on my five-year goals or write it down and say, okay, in two years from now, I'm going to do the da, 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 in order to get that. So change your words, change your life, change your thoughts, change your life. Now with, um, getting back to the poverty mindset and the clutter. Okay. We're going to go back to that. So this is something that's always, not always something that I've struggled with. I love to be organized. I love organizing stuff and making sure everything has a place. So that way, um, we know where to put it and where it goes. And well, if I'm searching high and low for something, I know where to go find it. So I'm not like in this state of chaos because I feel like if my house is chaos, then my brain is chaos and then everything just bleh. I try really hard to stay organized. A lot of times what happens is with a poverty mindset, you hang on to stuff. So you're, let's just use baby clothes for an example. Now, it kind of goes back and forth. There's two ways to look at it. So one is a lot of times you'll hang on to everything because you think you might need it later. And that, that mindset, that thinking is like, I won't have the money to buy it later. So I want to hang on to all of it. Meanwhile, all this crap sits in your totes or your boxes or whatever, and it's stored and who knows what, like, why do you think we have so many storage unit companies? Because people have too much crap and they're storing it and they're putting it here. Now we've used storage. That's different because for us, it was like in the process of moving or whatever. Anyway, um, I digress. So told you I wasn't going to do rabbit holes, but I'm, I'm not saying like using a storage unit is a bad thing. I'm just saying if you are living in like a constant state of chaos or a constant state of clutter, whether it be your house or your mind, and those two can kind of go hand in hand, then let's let's figure out a way to process why we're hanging on to everything, why we feel like we're not going to be able to buy those things again if we need them. Uh, prime example. So when Amara, our oldest, she's a little over one, and I was pregnant with Eli, and I found out we were having a boy, and I sold all my girl stuff. I kept her baptism dress and I kept like a couple like really um like the first outfit that daddy bought her. Like I kept a couple things. Super small tote. Those things were like sentimental. I kept those. Everything else was gone and everybody's like, "You know by selling that, that means you're going to have another girl." And I was like, "Well, if I do have another girl, for one, it's not going to be for a while. I'm still pregnant with this one." So I want, I, I didn't want to hang on to it. I didn't want to have all that stuff. I didn't have anywhere to put it. I didn't have anywhere to store it. So I was like, no, I just, I can bless somebody else with it. I can make a couple bucks on it and we're good. And that's what I did. And that's what I've continued to do with all the clothes. So when it came time with our youngest, Sarai, I found out we were having a girl and I was like, I literally have nothing. I have a baptism dress and a Nike outfit from daddy that he bought Amara. That's legit all I had. Um, I have received so many clothes and so many blessings from friends and family and 
neighbors and whoever that it was like, I, I guess what I'm trying to get to is just trusting, knowing that God's in control and God's going to take care of you. And that if your stuff is sitting in storage somewhere and not being used and just collecting dust, basically, let it bless somebody else. You're hanging on to that stuff in your home. But what are you hanging on to emotionally, mentally? Like if you're just hanging on to all this baggage and all this baggage and you're expecting other people to love you and other people to do stuff for you and be there for you, but you can't even focus for yourself. So here's a challenge. I encourage you to pick one room of your house, whether it's your kitchen, your bedroom, your kid's room, your kid's toy room, whatever it may be. What I've always done is I call it the toy rotation. So um, we have certain toys out, certain toys are in a closet, in a box or whatever. Then once we get bored with the toys we have out, I'll go, hey, why don't we get the dress up clothes out and you guys can play games with this and get the vanity mirror out and do this. And so we do that toy rotation. This is a little bit of a rabbit hole, but I'm not saying get rid of everything in your house and be a minimalist and do that. Like if that's on you, that's how totally on you. If you want to do that, go ahead and try it. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying if you have so much stuff and 90% of your day is taking care of your stuff and reorganizing your stuff and doing this, the more stuff you have, the more time you have to spend on it. And if you're spending time on stuff, then you're not spending time with the people that you want to be with and spending time where it really matters. Um, if you were to write out your day and what you're actually spending time on, are you spending time cleaning and organizing or <laughs> are you spending time with people? Are you, sp- are you pouring into your kids? Are you pouring into your spouse? Are you- Reevaluate and think, okay, if I had less stuff and I actually had more room in my home and it felt, it would feel more comfortable for me, it would feel less chaotic for me please start that process and maybe don't go crazy on Christmas because your kids have a bunch of stuff and maybe they need to go through their toys and say, you know what? I really don't play with this anymore. And I would really want another little boy to play with this truck because he's not going to get anything for Christmas. We live in such a world that everyone's trying to keep up with the Joneses or trying to make sure that, you know, I have this, this and this, and then you, and then you hoard it almost and maybe it is a, a small form of hoarding, unless you're on the show hoarders. That's a whole that's a whole different thing. I ain't talking about that. Um, but you kind of hoard the stuff, thinking like, I'm not. I don't have the money to buy it later. And that to me, that's just this lack of faith, this lack of trust that I, I'm going to be okay. I, one of those little weird thing about me. I want to learn how to sew. So I have a sewing machine. I have all the stuff for sewing. I have no idea how to sew. I know how to thread the machine and that's about as far as I can get. But I have all the stuff and I'm like, I just hang on to it thinking someday and I don't want to have to go and buy that. So I'll keep like a pair of jeans that has a hole in it because I'm going to either one, put this really cool patch on it once I learn how to sew or, uh, you know, I could cut them and make them short. It's like, I have all these things that I'm just like hanging on to. And then, so I'm not just challenging you. I'm challenging myself. We're going to declutter together. And there's such a freeing feeling when you declutter your stuff, what it does to your mind and your time during the day in order 
to think clearly and breathe. And then you don't get so upset that all you're doing is cleaning. All you're doing is organizing because everything's everywhere and you're exploding out of your house. If you're exploding out of your house and you have too much crap, get rid of your crap. Make your home a place that you feel at peace and that you want to be in. Pray over your home. Pray over your kids and your spouse and your your, your animals, whatever. Pray over it and go, okay, I want this space to be my safe place. I want this to be where I feel at peace and I know God's here with me. And in order to do that, I can't look around and see all this clutter. Some of you, maybe that's, you know, um, something that you like. I, I highly doubt it, but you know, it might be. I think it's good to, to reflect on like, okay, maybe my kids just really honestly have too much stuff. And it would be a really good lesson to teach your children how to donate. You know, it's just think of like, okay, there's no point in this Barbie house and all the Barbie stuff that nobody plays with to just sit in my basement in storage in hopes that, you know, five years from now, the next one's going to maybe want to play with it instead of letting those toys and stuff get used, clothes get used, worn, played with, whatever, for five years instead of hanging on to it because you think you're not going to have the money or support to to buy that again. Now, I'm not talking about the big ticket item. I think that's 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 foolish if it's a big ticket item. Like, you know, I'm talking about the small stuff. So get rid of the small stuff, whether it's a donate pile or a trash pile. If you're hanging on to broken toys thinking you're going to fix them, you're not going to fix them. Just throw them out. They're broken. Your kids don't even remember that they're broken anymore at this point because they haven't played with them in however long they've been sitting on that spot on top of your fridge. Tell me I'm not alone. Tell me I'm not alone. <laughs> All that to say, let's declutter our houses. Let's let's donate some toys to so many programs for Christmas are taking toys right now, whether they're gently used or new, but donate some toys so that you can make room for what's about to come into your house. And it will be so much easier to keep your house clean and organized if you don't have so much. And it's that poverty mindset that's that's holding you back and thinking you're not going to be able to have this again. And most of that stuff, you can find it on sale or Goodwill or Marketplace or whatever. Like, It's so much easier now to save money on items than it was 15 years ago. I think living with intention, living with purpose and knowing that, you know, these things could be blessing somebody else. I had that kind of aha moment because now that I have two girls and my oldest is uh, almost seven. So thinking of like, okay, should I hang on to her clothes that she's outgrown in the last six months or whatever and hang on to them for my youngest? Guys, they're six years apart. Like, so, and, and my oldest is tall and big for her age. So, and I have no idea what my youngest is, how long it's going to take her to get to that size. Am I going to hang on to those clothes for five or six years in a tub in the basement or the garage or the shed? Like, am I really going to hang on to her clothes for six years and pray that it's still in style by the time my youngest wants to wear it? If she even has that size and wants to, and it fits and all that stuff. 
Like, yeah, maybe there might be a couple things I'm going to hang on to, like a really nice dress that we purchased or something like there might be a couple items, but the majority of it, I'd rather give to my friend who their daughter's in that size right now. And it would be a huge blessing to them to not spend a bunch of money on a bunch of clothes when I've got a tub of it. I've got a tub of clothes here. You want some here? Take it. Like it's all about building that community and that support and knowing that God's got you covered. You want to like scream it from the mountaintops. Get rid of your junk. Get rid of the junk in your house. And while you're doing that, get rid of the junk in your mind and let it go with it. If you're feeling like there's no way I could get rid of it because I need the money. I don't want to donate it. Like this is worth a lot of money. Try and sell it on Marketplace or eBay or whatever. Um, try and sell it and say, okay, if it doesn't sell within 48 hours or 72 hours, give yourself a time frame. If, if nobody's interested in 72 hours, but I'm willing to let it go and sell it and nobody wants it, then I'm going to donate it. Cause you've already made that piece that you're going to part with it. And if you were to get rid of it and you had that space, what could you do with it instead? Uh, all right. I think I'm out. I think I'm done. Change words, change your thoughts, change your life. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Good luck on your homework. I I wasn't going to do homework. It's not not really homework. It's a challenge. And it's not going to happen overnight. Okay? Pick one room at a time. Pick one closet at a time. One cupboard at a time. Just do one little bit. It it might take you six months to feel like you're totally clutter-free. But with Christmas coming, I would start with the toys. Thank you so much for listening to The Amy Williams Show. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did. If that is a yes, please let me know. Find The Amy Williams Show on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, or all three of them. It's a great place to reach out and be a part of an uplifting community. It's full of support, motivation, and encouragement for whatever you might be going through. You'll meet new friends, get great content throughout the week, and not just on Wednesdays. The biggest compliment that you can give to The Amy Williams Show is by subscribing, either on iTunes if you're an iPhone user, or using the Stitcher app uh, if you're an Android user, like me. And uh, the other thing you can do is leave a review with your biggest takeaway. Reviews help get guests on the show and sponsors as well. So uh, that's very much appreciated. And also you can share the episodes uh, on your social media because that helps as well. All right. Thanks again. Go out and have a blessed day.